welcome to this week's edition of Debriefing the Law. I am Joel Oster. I am Chris Marone. And Chris, we have a lot to talk about this week. A lot of oh big gosh. things that happened in the world of, of law and sports. Uh, Captain mm-hmm. uh, Jack Sparrow settled his lawsuit against Amira from uh, Aquaman. And so that's, that's a big uh, settlement there in the Justice League. That'd be interesting if the <laughs> superheroes ever merged with the um, Pirates of the Caribbean universe. But hey, uh, we'll talk about that lawsuit <laughs> But first, a Christmas is right around the corner, and so that I know is. that's most prevailing on my mind. Are you done getting prepared for Christmas? Uh, yeah, we were done about a week ago when Megan's family got to town. So we're, I mean, presents are under the tree, family's here, food's being made. It's a beautiful time of the year. Now, do you have presents under your tree for your dogs? Yes. yes. And okay. we bought more this past weekend at a farmer's market. Okay, Here, here's the deal about this. I'm just curious. When, when you buy the presents for your dog, because my mm-hmm. wife did this this last week, she hid them from the dog as if you can't see them. No. Uh, really? No. <laughs> You're going to hide presents so they don't actually see the presents. Do you do stuff like that? Please tell no. me you don't. No, we don't hide the presents, but the dog gets the same crappy presents I do of clothes. Okay. So right. our dog got a new sweatshirt, a new sweater. A new uh, Brock Purdy jersey and some booties. Now, I almost think it's not even fair to wrap presents for their dogs because they, unlike us, they have extra powers. They can sense what's in those presents because they get to sniff them. So if you're going to buy them a rawhide or some kind of treat, they already know what it is because their right. uh, sensors are that good. But hey, you know, Christmas is going to be a fun time. We, we buy our dogs gifts i have no idea why i also <laughs> dress up my my um, oldest dog uh, it's a shih tzu uh caramel's his name he gets dressed up as santa claus so hey you know oh. what they got to deal with it it's how we celebrate christmas it wouldn't be christmas without santa making his presents and santa here is a uh a shih tzu 12, named Carl. Shih tzu. <laughs> exactly all right well let's go over uh, some items here in the world of law and again yeah. as i referenced earlier captain jack sparrow settled his lawsuit against um uh, mira now are you a big mira or captain jack sparrow fan when you said mira it took me a second to realize that's amber heard uh okay. so obviously not a huge mira fan and i do love the jack sparrow movies um but i only consider the first and second one canon the rest is just a money grab do you know how the two of them met by the way that would be great if they actually got married in uh, in, in the movies but in, in real yeah. in real life do you know how they met no i have no clue in, in 2011, uh, 2012, uh, Johnny Depp took uh, took the project called The Roma Diaries. And in this movie, his love object, his romantic interest was Amber Heard. And that's oh. where they actually met on stage there on screen as they were doing that movie. And then they were married a short time after that. And then divorced even a shorter time after that. And then the lawsuit lasted longer than the marriage, I'm sure. I'm but sure but nonetheless, this lawsuit is an interesting lawsuit because it, this came in the Me Too movement. And, and so Amber Heard wrote this op-ed piece in the Washington mm-hmm. Post basically accusing Johnny Depp of, of um, spouse abuse against her. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is or the two problems with this, one is it didn't really say Johnny Depp abused her or yeah. abused him. 
um, abused term. I, I think I got it right the yep. first time. Yep. But it definitely was the assumption in the article that, yeah. hey, you know, she was talking about how she was now the face of the domestic abuse movement and the yep. Me Too movement because she had experienced similar things. In fact, just two years ago, she said she became the face of the Me Too movement. Well, what happened two years ago? She filed for divorce and sought a TRO against Johnny Depp. So all yep. Hollywood was a, a, a blaze about Johnny Depp is a spouse abuser. Yes, and he lost out on a bunch of contracts. There's actual damages, right? He got fired from movies. He got removed from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, he was a almost a pariah in the Hollywood community because of it. I think in, in this day and age, if you are a spouse abuser or a girlfriend <laughs> abuser or you, you hit women, what, right. in whatever context, you are now unemployable almost anywhere. I mean, I don't care where. You're going to lose your yeah. job. But especially if you have a job in the limelight, like let's say sports. If you are a quarterback or a right. running back and you abuse your spouse and it's proven – well, or even the, if the facts indicate that you did it, and even though they, they can't prove it to the, the, the certainty right. degree, but still it's more likely than not you abuse your spouse, right. you're not employable. Right. And court same of public is true opinion. in Hollywood. The, the standard of proof is very low in the court of public opinion. Yes, and it makes you unemployable. And so right. Johnny Depp, from a legal matter, in order for him to, to clear his name and make him employable again, he had to file this defamation lawsuit against her. He had to say what you were saying is wrong because, and I, you can't even put a money, a monetary number on this because how much money is he worth in, um, uh, in Hollywood? Right. He was making 75 million a year uh, and that would just go up and up and up. So, I mean, uh, he's only what in his sixties, low sixties here. <sighs> no way. We're, 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 no way. Does that no. seem too old for you? No, I want to feel, I feel like he's in his forties. No, not even close. No, I, I think he's, I think if I were to guess, and I know you're already looking this up because that's Maybe. what you do. Maybe. Uh, he is a 61 is my guess. And so. He is uh, 59. 59. 59. Good, good call for you. I mean, good gravy. For the amount of drugs and alcohol and like lifestyle that he's had, he looks good for 59. <laughs> he does. All right. I mean, honestly, like you look at guys like Keith Richards, right? Who's in right. his 70s, but he looks like he's 9,000 years old because of all the, the alcohol and drugs and rock and roll lifestyle. I just figured Johnny Depp would be looks a lot older than he is. That is the beauty of, of makeup. Apparently he can, he can look so. as young as he, as he wants to. And, and so, um, uh, so he's basically unemployed, he's going to be employed. Right. He could have been employed now for the next 20 years plus. And so, you know, if he's making a hundred million a year, that's a lot of money that he is losing out yeah. on. And so he had to file this lawsuit just to clear his name. And so now the interesting thing about this lawsuit too, is that there was a, another lawsuit, very similar, almost identical, that was filed across the pond in England. Uh, yes. And this is about the same time as the lawsuit in America here was filed. And that was a trial to the court. Johnny Depp lost that trial. Indeed. In that case, the court said, uh, hey, there, there's 14 different claims of spouse abuse here. We reviewed them all. It's a 179-page opinion, I believe. And the mm -hmm. court said, 12 of the 14 are substantially true. It doesn't matter if it's 12 out of 14. If it was one out of 14 was substantially true, uh, Johnny Depp is no longer working in Hollywood. That's just how things work. And so right. he files this defamation lawsuit over here. And as you, of course, know, uh, the, the jury uh, cited, as a unanimous jury, cited mm -hmm. in Johnny Depp's favor and said, no, 
it didn't happen. And Johnny Depp did not abuse Amber Heard. Right. Right. No, right. It, sorry, Ron? go ahead. No, I was going to just say it's, it's really interesting to see the dichotomy between the English court system and the American court system for them to find that 12, 12 counts are substantiated. And in America, we're like, nope. Right. Unanimous verdict. It's kind of weird how now over there in Europe, it, in England, it was a trial to the court. Here was a trial to the jury of his peers. And is that the, the critical difference there that a, a judge kind of looks at the, I don't even know how to explain the difference, how it, in England, you got a mm -hmm. verdict of, of he's, it happened. It's right. all substantially true in America. Unanimous verdict saying, no, we don't believe Amber Heard. We think she is, is right. playing fast and loose with the truth. And this is all kind of staged and doctored up. Uh, but all right. Well, before we, so, so he won the jury trial and it was a yep. huge victory in his path. And if you remember, um, there, in the, there were reports out there that he was offering to settle the case at that point in time for $0. Nothing. So he won 10 million from the yeah. jury, but he was willing to just say, you know what? Let's just erase it all. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't appeal, I just want us to move on with our lives. Well, she said, no, I'm going to appeal this case. So they appealed it. But now about six months later, I guess she changed her mind again and says, no, I guess I don't want to go through with this appeal. And so she settled it now for $1 million to be paid to a charity. I don't know if it's a charity of his choice, a charity of her choice, whatever. But she, she's going to give $1 million now to a charity. And this case is now over. Any thoughts? I, it's just... Is I think Amber Heard weighed the options, right? She could pay Johnny Depp ten million, or she could pay him one million, or she could pay her lawyers ten million and pay him zero. Like right. at the end of the day, Amber Heard's gonna pay out a bunch of money. And if this this trial was for Johnny's image to be re rehabilitated, Amber keeps going at it, she could come off worse than already looking because Amber could go up to the appellate court and the appellate court could be like there was no, there was nothing wrong with this. This was absolutely correct. The herd, the herd team did not prove anything, and now Amber Heard's a double loser at the appellate level, and at some point she needs to rehabilitate her image now, because a court has found that she was making all of this up, whether she did or didn't. I don't want to say that she she wasn't abused or anything to that effect. The facts are they were both very crappy to one another. They were horrible narcissists and treated each other horribly, and it was an abusive relationship on both ends. But now in the eyes of the court and in the legal field, she's the one that's in the wrong. Intra. I don't even know what the takeaway from this, this story is because clearly right. here, now that this legal matter is over, it was a mm -hmm. great legal strategy by Johnny mm -hmm. Depp to file this lawsuit because he was unemployable beforehand and now right. he can be employed again uh, pretty much in any uh, movie that he wants to be in. So can she. I mean, I don't think right. she is her, her ability to be hired as as Mira or what other mm -hmm. uh, role she wants to play. I don't think right. that this uh, the fact that she lost this case is right. going to impact that one iota. I don't think that's how uh, Hollywood works. So they both are employable from here on out. So I don't really know what the takeaway is from this. If if anything, don't date uh, your dad's friends. Don't date your What's dad's friends and don't date your daughter's friends. <laughs> like that's that's the takeaway. Right. There's 24 years difference between two of them. Like that would be the, the easiest thing to look at is like, don't box outside your weight class. Like interesting, basic, basic things here. All right. I'm not even going to touch that one. But I am thinking, yeah, there are some thoughts there, but maybe yeah. you should stay in your lane. I guess there, Johnny right. Depp.
All right. Well, let's uh now the other takeaway from this is is to analyze and I've almost called our legal theme for this past year fake news. We we've heard that term all throughout politics. It's, we've also heard that term when it comes to, you know, um um businesses, uh um uh, uh, Twitter, you know, um mm -hmm. the, the name escapes me. Who bought Twitter? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk, you know, said, hey, when, uh, I want to hold up my purchase of Twitter because there's all these fake accounts out there. They're not real accounts that have all these Twitter accounts, so there's that. Uh, and so fake news has been kind of a, a, a common theme, and mm -hmm. we see that in these defamation cases. And just this last year, we've had the Nick Sandman versus mainstream media defamation cases. We've had the mm -hmm. Sarah Palin versus the New York Times defamation case. We've had the Alex Jones at defamation cases and all different kinds of split verdicts. I mean, Sarah Palin, her defamation case was dismissed in its entirety yep. because the, the court said, yeah, even though this, this op-ed piece against you was wrong, factually wrong, no basis for it. We're going to still dismiss it because you're both public figures and the New York times had to operate at the speed of, of, of light to print this. And so it doesn't matter that it was wrong. You're both public figures. And her lawyers didn't... One of the, the parts of it was that her lawyers didn't actually prove a cause of action. But but did they? They because did. According it, to the court, they didn't. I know. So, I think the court was wrong. The court said... Which is, could happen. Could definitely yeah, happen. The court said in that case that Sarah Palin did not even make a prima facie case, offered us no evidence for us yeah. to think that, you know, this editor mm -hmm. knew that what he was saying was wrong. Like, Really? No evidence. Are you telling me no? Because you know what yeah. I, I saw there. I looked, reviewed the record, and sure yeah. enough, this editor got an email from one right. of his people that was working on the article, and attached to that email was an article that said, "This is wrong, and there's no basis to make this this allegation." So he had an attachment to an email that was sent mm -hmm. to him saying it was wrong. I guess the assumption there is he didn't open the email, but again, that is evidence. I'm thinking the court could have said, I'm going to let the jury weigh this. And the jury might say, I don't think that's enough evidence. But for to say there's no evidence, I think the court was being disingenuous. Which is fine. Like, we're all entitled to our opinions and, and what the court did or did not do. And I'm not saying that your opinion is wrong. I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, with the court, be, the court being the arbiter, we have to, you know, we have to default to that's the, like, it's one of those shoulder shrugs, palms up things, right? Like, that's what the, like, I think that the court got Roe v. Wade wrong. But what do I get to say? You got it wrong. Right, right. That's right. They're the and, court. Yeah, they're the court. So I think, yeah, for, for our opinion purposes, 100%, man, it could have been a case. It could, the, the judge could gave zero weight to that email, obviously, in, in their decision. He could have turned it over to the, the jury to figure it out, and the jury could have given it all the weight in the world. But that's just, you roll the dice with your judges, right? That's why, yes. that's, that's what happens. And then you had the Nick Sandman versus mainstream mm -hmm. media where you got split verdict here. CNN yeah. settled. We don't know how much, but I'm assuming right. it's in the million dollar range, but I'm just totally making that figure up. Right. But CNN did settle there saying that we're, we're afraid that we did write articles. We promoted articles that mm -hmm. cast him in an absolutely wrong light. Kind of right. like what Amber Heard did right. with uh, Captain Jack Sparrow wrote some articles that kind of cast him in the wrong light and, and so they settled that well yeah. the new york times and these other like rolling stones did not settle it and the court 
dismiss those defamation claims saying, no, it's just opinion. Yes, it's probably a wrong opinion. It probably does cast him in a negative light, but it's just an opinion. So no, no cause of action here. Case dismissed. And then you got Alex Jones, who I think if we're going to look at all the different fake news that we've talked about here with Nick Sandman, Sarah Palin, uh, you know, uh, uh, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, all these different fake news allegations. This is the least believable. This one is so crazy and outlandish. I can't believe this became a defamation case. But in this case, uh, what Alex Jones said, of course, was that the Sandy Hook shootings were not real. It was just staged. Yep. Again, that's so crazy and ludicrous. I would think not a single soul would believe it. Well, believe it, they did to the tune of $1.5 billion. And, And so, um, Again, Chris, how do we make heads or tails of all these fake news defamation lawsuits this year? The the trend is that it's case by case basis at the end of the day, right? That's the trend that you got to, you know, sometimes we have established law, right? And sometimes we have roll the dice law. And this is definitely defamation is a full on case by case roll the dice law. Um, there you go. I, I mean, and for Alex good. Jones to get defamation for the Sandy Hook stuff is always surprising because man, the amount of like defamation, Alex Jones to me is the current iteration of the national Enquirer from years past, right? You're waiting in line at the checkout at the grocery right. store and you see national Enquirer right. That's like Michael Jackson and an alien had a baby. Yes. Or, that's how I view that. Right. Like, and you're like, okay, this is absolutely cr-. And you know, you read it cause it's funny and people are making stuff up. That's how I view Alex Jones. No, but, Chris, you're brilliant. That's exactly. Could Michael Jackson sue the Enquirer? Right. Because you said that I had a baby with an alien. That's how outlandish that right. is. Right. And Chris, you, I knew I had you on for a reason. Right. Exactly. Um, but you Not look just at your good like looks. The, you're, 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 you're observations. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so kind, Joel. Look, Christmas miracle. Um, but you look at like Alex Jones has a serious following of people who believe that what he says is gospel, God's honest truth. And you look at like, I don't know a single person who is of rational mind that would believe the stuff that right. Alex Jones says. Yes. But here we are, 2022, and people, because because of his actions about Sandy Hook, parents were harassed. People were called out. Like, there was a lot of detrimental things that had happened, and you could trace it back to Alex Jones. Now, you look at the Sarah Palin case, right, where they blame Sarah Palin for Gabby Giffords being shot because of the map that she created, which we all knew was false. And that that has real-world implications that are, I think, so much more intense than Alex Jones but here we go. The judge says, no, that's that that doesn't work. And the Nick Sandman stuff is he stood there and the and the the news reported that he was blocking this indigenous man from doing whatever he was doing, when in actuality it was the other way around where the indigenous man came up and got in the face of Nick Sandman. Like and Nick Sandman gets millions of dollars. Like it's just right. it's it's such a it's such a like mixed bag of what is a verdict, what isn't a verdict, and what can be a verdict and what to go with, like, who knows? You just brought up a real interesting point there. Uh, we were talking about uh, can they get this money really actually even fix? So you brought up Sarah Palin in the New York yeah. Times, and here's the deal. They're both public figures, and the Supreme right. Court has said when you're dealing with public figures here, you got to do a heightened standard yeah. uh, of, of – um, you're going to – 
You have to actually prove actual malice because right. the thought there being they're both public figures. They both have mm -hmm. access to the media so they can right. kind of set the record straight if they if it was wrong. Right. And so because of that, we're going to require a heightened standard of, mm -hmm. of review here, of proof. I am wondering if if that's not true anymore. Because because of the way our media works today, once right. the media says something, let's just say about Sarah Palin, mm -hmm. people run with it and, and they right. believe it. And they don't read the follow-up news. The damage no. is done. It cannot be undone. Yeah. It's so like in Sarah Palin's case, was the damage done when this news article was written? And maybe the New York Times should have researched a little bit more before they ran with that article. Or the New York Times should not be hiding behind this rock of, oh, we, we did such a sloppy job, so we shouldn't be held liable. Right. No, well, you shouldn't be uh, rewarded for doing a sloppy job. Right. You should be punished for doing a sloppy job. Yeah, but then you have to punish. Look at look at the other side of that. Every Tom, Dick, Sally, Harry, FreedomEagle.com or you know, Arizona news.net now that claims to be a, a reporting agency, how many lawsuits are going to come about because of their shoddy reporting? Like it's this what? weird balancing, right? Freedom of the press, freedom of speech, freedom of individual rights, defamation, all that stuff. Like, you know, the number of homemade blogs that are news have blown up since the internet, since the advent of the internet. Right. And so what is what is considered news now? What's a reliable source? What's critical thinking? What all of this goes out the window because it's first to be first. New York Times cannot be outscooped by the comedian of law times. They have to beat you there. Exactly. Well, maybe that maybe that's why the the court should review its its um, defamation. Yeah. Uh, elements and standards because again I think there is damage there's real damage that's done once the article is printed for sure it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're a public figure the damage is done Can't if there's an allegation you're a spouse abuser you know what it doesn't matter you thought you were right Right. Uh, and you end up, you're wrong. Now someone's career is ruined and they're going to have to file a, a lawsuit and right. they might win 10 years down the road if they get right. the right jury, but who knows about that? And there are real consequences that cannot be undone, even if you are a public figure. So I don't know where that's going. And how many time the court re reviews that area of law? I think, I think it is time, especially with the, cause New York times V Sullivan was 1967 like that. I mean, so much has changed in the news world since 1967, yes. right? Like, even in just, like, cable TV news or, like, the repeal of the fair um, – in under Reagan's administration, the fair reporting acts. Like, things have changed, so I think we need to reevaluate what's going on and, right. and go from there. And Depp spent how many millions of dollars to oh, yeah. undo the defamation damage? Joel, so I ain't got again, that money. I ain't got – back. I, I Back in 1967, money. there might have been this thought that, hey, the New York Times and these media outlets, they're going to do their job before they right. make some kind of statement against a public figure. They're going to do their research. So they're not going to just go out there and say things that are incorrect. Well, those days are long gone. Long I mean, gone. They, they don't really even care about the truth. They want to get right. first to be first. And then, you know, right. we get to hide behind the shield of we get rewarded for our sloppiness. Right. Is that really a, a good uh, law, legal system that we're going to reward or, these these major news organizations for being sloppy and punish them for actually being diligent? Because that's what would have happened. If he would have actually read that email and mm -hmm. done his research, he would have been punished. So we are right. rewarding sloppy journalism. Chris, right. we just landed on a gold nugget of an idea. Well, and I mean, look at the Tucker Carlson case from 2020, right? Where they convinced the court that no rational person would believe Tucker Carlson. So therefore he can't defame people. It's not, 
I mean, we it's it's absolutely ridiculous that the news sources that we get our news from is the Daily Show, right? The Colbert right. Report, right? Those are the places where we find trusted news sources, but it's obviously satire. I agree with that, with that Tucker Carson uh, thought. That's why I was kind yeah. of applying that to Alex Jones. I know Alex Jones yeah. is different, but it's really not. It's only different when it comes to damages. When it comes right. to the actual liability, it's really the same thing. Yeah. So if you're saying that Tucker Carlson cannot be found liable for defamation right. because no one would believe him. Yeah. Somehow Alex Jones, Jones is believable. Alex Jones said. No one with a rational mind, a reasonable person, would never believe what Alex Jones has said. Yeah. I mean, it's so ludicrous and crazy, but nonetheless, uh, no, Here he was uh, found liable for the, the tune of one and a half billion dollars. Hey, speaking of fake news, our next big topic, our legal uh, matter in the news this last week involved the January 6th referral of criminal charges involving, so the January 6th committee's referral of criminal charges to mm -hmm. The DOJ. So I assume you've all heard about this. There's been a January 6th committee there in Washington uh, painstakingly going over the January 6th ordeal. I've called it a political circus um, because everyone knows what went on there, but whatever. They have now come to the conclusion that that Donald Trump should be charged with four different counts of criminal uh, matters. And so yep. they, they referred it to the DOJ. Now let's go over these four charges. Obstructing an official proceeding, defrauding the United States, making false statements, and assisting or aiding an insurrection. Mm -hmm. Chris, I have no idea what this means. This is like... <laughs> You can't get more generic or vague than these four charges. Well, what are your thoughts? I don't know why we needed six months of hearings to forward these charges over to the DOJ because, I mean, again, political theater. We all agreed on this, you know, and, and Joel, you being a conservative, myself being a liberal, we've had this discussion many a times on whether or not we feel Donald Trump is guilty of a crime. We've, we've said this many, many times. We've had long discussions about this. Um, Congress is not the body to recommend anything. There's Congress biased. I, I think you got a slight bias problem when you're dealing with the congressional witch hunt committee. Right. Which and we've seen it on both sides. Yes. We've both seen it on, sides. I agree with that 100 on, on both sides on these congress. The the point of these hearings is um political assassination. And honestly, and, and maybe we'll get to this in a minute. This is the greatest Christmas gift the Republicans can have. The Democrats, like, got in a giant circle around Donald Trump and then just shot themselves. Like, that's, in, in honest opinion, that's what happened. Because they're going to forward this January 6th stuff over to the DOJ. Well, a Republican House is coming in, so the January 6th hearings are going to stop. Um, yes, they're going to focus on midterms. new committee they're, is going to be Yep, it's going to be the Hunter Biden laptop. It's going to be the next political circus that's going to happen. Um, and then we're, we're going to have that whole circus to deal with all the way through midterms into our, our lovely presidential election in 2024. The, the only good that's going to come of this for the Republican side is that maybe Trump won't be able to run for president and the Republicans can put forth someone who has Trump's policies, but not his personality. And I was at lunch what? yesterday with a really good buddy of mine. And everybody loved Trump's policies, his appointment of judges, his immigration policy. So it was like serving filet mignon in a cat box. 
Like, that's what it was. People still didn't want to eat it because of where it was being eaten out of. Right. And so if you put someone who has the same Trump policies when it comes to judges, when it comes to constitutionality of the right to life or the or abortion or the constitutionality of immigration or the role of state governments or the role of the federal government, you can get that in somebody that is not going to go embarrass you every single day for, is, for seven years. interesting because this is going to create a real interesting political response mm -hmm. because yeah let's focus on the republican side uh the conservatives the republicans let's face it they have themselves a huge trump problem now because there's gonna be a, pr a primary here for the next election it's already pretty well established that trump is what is the In right it. word for it poison yeah um, poison the well yeah he's, he's, he's not like right or wrong he yeah. is not electable now. For whatever reason, you can say it's it's unfair. The Democrats never gave him a shot. They started the whole Russia collusion thing right out of the gate. Turned out to be all bogus. And that kind of got him going down his presidency, always having to defend unfair accusations. I guess, whatever. That's also what we call water under the bridge now because the fact is he is unelectable and we're not going to appoint him on as a matter of principle because hey he got an unfair shot there by the democrats at the beginning of his presidency with the Mueller investigation doesn't matter he is not electable right now so the, the republicans have a huge trump problem on their hands if he mm -hmm. runs for the which he is going to run for the presidency right. he already has announced that him and all of his trading cards don't even get me going on that. I have no idea what that was about. Wow. All right. Let's get to the trading cards here a little bit later. But <laughs> what are they going to do? Because if Trump loses, and he's going to lose the primary to right. DeSantis. I don't see how I don't see how he, he could beat DeSantis. But mm -hmm. he's going to have a huge following. Would Trump then say, all right, I, I'm going to take um, uh, me and my voters, and we're going to go as a third-party candidate? Yeah. So either he yeah. wins, in which case the Republicans lose the next presidential election, and with that, the Senate mm -hmm. and the House, or he um, uh, loses and then runs as a third-party candidate. Either way, th th it's, a, it's a bad situation and dilemma for the conservatives. So here, if they, how are the Republicans going to respond to this? they, they got to be careful. Right. They can't go out there and say, um, you know what, well, yeah. Take him out. We, we want yeah. Trump gone as well. Please do us that, that favor. Indict him. Throw him in jail. Hey, problem solved. No, they can't right. do that. They would lose all of his voters and the supporters. Mm -hmm. So they got to fight this and say it's a witch hunt while really kind of hoping it goes on long enough that it takes care of their Trump problem. Right. The Democrats are doing the work the Republicans should do in getting Trump out of the picture. And... You know what? DeSantis should come in and high-five every member of that J6 committee because by doing this and by getting Trump indicted, even on just one of the charges, right? And there's four charges. The one that I think would stick the most is obstruction. That's the one because that's the easiest to prove. If, again, if the DOJ even looks at this and uses it for something other than the toilet paper that it is intended for. Like if the because the DOJ has their special master, the DOJ is looking into product. The DOJ is doing all these things. They don't need Congress to direct them on how to do their own job. Maybe maybe somebody should direct Congress on how to do their job, but that's a completely different story for another that's time. That's right. So so, even, so 
so even if Trump gets hit with one criminal charge, right, then you can invoke the 14th Amendment to bar him from holding office ever again. You can do all sorts of stuff that gives you all sorts of political cover. And the Republicans can put Ron DeSantis up and prop him up to be the next guy. Yeah. I th- and so lastly, I think we all we both can agree here that this referral to the DOJ is 101 percent political theater because the DOJ already appointed a special investigator over this and is already investigating Trump for January 6th. So it's basically like if my wife was cooking, let's just say spaghetti, mm-hmm. if I then go into her and say, hey, hon, why don't for tonight, why don't you cook some spaghetti? It's like she already was doing it. That's what's going on here. The the, the This committee is basically telling the DOJ to do what already appointed a special master and it was doing. And yeah. so um, uh, I'm not sure that's uh, um, there's much merit in that other than it got a, a headline and people are talking about it this week. That's yeah. And we'll talk about it until the next political theater outrage happens. That's right. All right. It is now time for courtroom quarterback. Let's talk about how bad I did this week. After no, coming off a not. six, we're, we're just going to avoid a uh, last. No, we're going to get there, Chris, because it is important to know how bad we are at this. gambling. And let me just right. put the numbers up right now, since we were talking about it, and you mentioned mm-hmm. it, and I, I guess you're going to force me to go there. I'm sorry, uh, but there we go. My season totals now are 45, 43, and four. You know what that means, Chris? I'm losing money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three and seven on in week 15. That is horrible. I'm supposed to know what I'm doing by this point. Right. I, I just lost it last week. And so basically 10% goes to the house. So if I am not, if I don't have a better than a 10% winning percentage, yeah. I am funding the house. And you so are. I have a losing record there. Uh, but hey, you know what? Not At as least bad I'm as not mine. you. So yeah. I, I guess it can yeah. be worse. You know what's the horrible part is that the teams that I picked all won, none of them covered. That was the problem. It's that was the problem. Like the Chiefs won, not by fourteen, or like um, the Bills won. Well, I mean, I actually won that one because I picked Dolphins plus seven. But it's like you're winning by like a field goal, or like the Bengals won, but Tom Brady didn't show up because the Bengals won by like they had thirty one unanswered points. And to your point, my rationale, my thought process, my the one yeah. pick I really, I, I two picks last week I really liked. I won one of them, the Pittsburgh one, but yeah. then the other one was the Saints versus Atlanta. I said, no, look, the Saints have a great defense, and yep. Atlanta is going to start a rookie quarterback here. This is a, a horrible setup for Atlanta. I think the Saints that is the great pick, but here's the problem: it was a four point swing, so the the Saints were favored by four. They won by three. Yeah. So I lost my bet. Even though my you. thought process was right, yeah. sometimes those numbers just kick you in the butt. Yep, they totally do. They totally All right, do. Well, let's go over here. What are some big stories uh, uh, in the NFL? The first one I want to talk about here is um, Jalen Hurt was uh, injured last week. And so mm-hmm. the reports out today are that he's not going to be playing this week against Dallas and might not play again this year in the regular season because their spot in the, the as the number one seed is pretty it's much pretty already secure. locked up. Yeah. So why chance a running quarterback and getting him hurt? You might as well just save him and keep him healthy for the playoffs. Right. So what does that mean for the NFL push? And so right now I think that means 
My boy, Patrick Mahomes, now is in the driver's seat no to way. become the MVP. Any thoughts? No way Patrick Mahomes is. I, I, I know two things coming out of this week. One, Aaron Rodgers is never going to be in the hunt for MVP again, and I'm happy about that. And two, I think that um, you're going to see I, – I think even though Jalen Hurts is out, he's going to still be in the MVP contention, but I think MVP may be going to somebody like Kirk Cousins that's bringing – I, I think he's going to be the underdog running for that because of how he's doing so well with the Vikings. I think that um, you could probably pick somebody like, no, nah, I mean like Dak could be the comeback player of the year, but I I think it's too full, like too open right now. Josh Allen is down on his performance, so I don't think he's in for MVP. You watched Joe Burrow completely manhandle Joe Burrow. Burrow, I think, is a sleeper candidate. I, I think, I think his so team too. Is right is hot now. I think he's the, the top team. The Bengals are the top team right now in the NFL. Right. They are the team that should be the number one favorite to win right. the Super Bowl. But I think part of my problem is that we always look at MVP and we look at quarterback. Like let's go L- let's quarter- focus on. That. I'm glad you mentioned that. Why? I, I did some research this week, mm-hmm. and you know there are basically four main awards in the NFL to, to players. You get right. your your offensive um, uh, player of the year, yeah. your defensive, defensive player of the year, your special teams player of the year, and then your MVP. Right? Why is I would think the MVP is just the best of those three award winners. Right. But it's not. But you could the do MVP like MVP goes to of the, the best quarterback. Right. And I, because quarterbacks are captain of the team, they're the general, they're the battlefield commanders, they're they're given so much and and all that. I mean, but you look at it like even with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, and he's a great quarterback. He is a Hall of Fame quarterback. If he doesn't have a team behind him or a system behind him, he doesn't operate. Same can be said for Tom Brady. Tom can only carry the team so far. Let me give you the name for the last 10 or so MVP winners here. All right, you ready? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I know. I hate that, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady. Matt Ryan. Cam Mm -hmm. Newton. Aaron Rodgers. Peyton Manning. Yeah. See see a connection there? Uh, You can go down that list all the way. And basically, yeah, you throw in maybe a running back here who had probably the best season in the history of running back. So if you had the the best season ever, you might get an MVP consideration. Outside of that, Adrian Peterson... Right. Well, it's, Cooper it's going Cup to best should quarterback. Cooper Cup should have been MVP last year. Well, he actually was the most uh, the offensive player of the year, but there was no discussion. Right. So he was the best offensive player. Right. Then why wouldn't he also be the MVP? How could right. someone who was not as good of an offensive player as him leapfrog him right. to win the MVP? Right. And maybe that's the thing, right? Maybe we have to reframe it in our head that MVP is just a quarterback award and not what most valuable player is, right? Your offensive player of the year, your quarterback of the year, your defensive player of the year, and your special teams player of the year. And that's kind of the awards because you're not MVP, right? Yeah. You, um, yeah, I mean, so, uh, I was just listening for... to a, a syndicated podcast earlier in the week, um, and they were talking like Brock Purdy should be an MVP contention, and I nearly lost my mind. <laughs> Absolutely, like, Literally, when they said that, I turned off the podcast, unsubscribed, and left him a one-star review. Wow, they're idiots. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. He's a great story, and nobody has game film on him, so he's hard to track. Give, he, you know, He's doing the same thing that Kaepernick did when he was unknown. Let him run. Let him see what happens. Two games you know an MVP does not make. Because he was Mr. Irrelevant. 
Yes, that's it. No that's one great. thinks he's actually the best quarterback, or he should be an MVP well, consideration, except for that stupid podcast you mentioned. Yeah, right. I mean, the, it's the, a good story yeah. because he's Mr. Irrelevant, the last right. quarterback taken in the draft. Right. So it's kind of interesting that he beat, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. I said one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, I'm not going to give Tom Brady any more credit than that. That's still a story, but no one is going to yeah. suggest he's the MVP. No. Well, some people are, and it's getting annoying. And I'm a San Francisco 49er fan, and I'm like, slow down. Slow it down. Yep. So here's one other takeaway from this story. Um, if you are the best offensive guard in the history of the NFL, mm-hmm. you're not sniffing the the MVP award. Sorry. Not buddy. even close. You're just not, not even close. Not you, could probably go run, guard. you could probably run for 5,000 yards in a season. You could make 90% completion rate. You could be, you know, minimum of 20 yards after the carry on every carry, and you will still not be an MVP to the guy who threw a 65% pass complete rate for the Packers. Hey, what good point on that one. All right. Hey, next uh, topic I want to talk about here when it comes to our courtroom quarterback segment are the bowl games. Now, I love the bowl games. I just do. I I dig it. I get it. I love how at the end of the year you have one final game quite frankly, because I can't get enough of college football, but you have one final game and it's going to be a good matchup. Someone who is a very similar skill set to your team. At least that's the thought there when they set these bowls <laughs> up. I like it, but yeah. are bowls a dying breed? Because Chris, very few, pl- a lot of players are opting out of the bowl games for some reason. So we'll know it's not the regular season, so we don't really care about it. We want to enter the transfer portal or we want to go to the NFL. So we want to not risk injury and play in one more game. I'm not quite sure how that's any different than the previous 12 games you played that year where you subject yourself to injury, but they don't want to play in that bowl game. So are bowls a dying breed? Joel, I just did a quick Look, there are 41 bowl games. You can't be special. Like, there's 41 bowl games. And I'd like to point out that in the Armed Forces Bowl, no military academy is playing. In the Military Bowl, no military academy is playing. Come on, man. And and now it's the sponsored bowl games, right? It's the Cheez-Its Bowl. It's the Alamo Car Bowl. It's the High Times Smoker Bowl. It is, like, all of the bowl games. Like, do I love college football? Absolutely. Am I looking forward to the CFP? Incredibly so. But I don't have time for 50 bowl games. Chris, like, you're I, wrong. I, I hate I to tell nothing. you, you are flat wrong. Nope, oh gosh. nope. 41. Here's my takeaway from that. Then how are my beloved Nebraska Cornhuskers not playing in a bowl game when there's 41 bowl games? We can't even make it. Right. The Rose Bowl is Utah versus Penn. Why is Penn in the Rose Bowl? Penn State made it to the Rose Bowl this year? Yeah. Number 8 Utah is playing number 11 Penn State in the Rose. Look, I when I was Do you know who Penn State has beaten this year? No. Nobody. I looked it up. Nobody. Because everyone, in the Rose Ohio Bowl. State and Michigan kept saying, oh, look, we beat Penn State. Penn State's a great team. Okay, let's go look at Penn State. They did not beat a ranked team. They played no. two ranked teams. They lost both of them. Right. But, yeah, Penn State, apparently, now they made it to the Rose Bowl. Right. Two lanes in the Cotton Bowl. Like, these bowl games used to – Purdue. Unranked Purdue is in the Citrus Bowl playing LSU. These All bowl right. games used to mean something, right? Chris, the Rose Bowl I, I, used to mean something. 
I gotta tell you, I'm stoked about this. You say these games, I'm going, all right. Purdue is playing LSU, did you say? I'm watching yep. that game. I'm gonna make sure I'm in front of my TV and I'm watching that yeah. bowl game. I love the Bulls. But I will say that my interest will wane if the players are not playing because you, you yes. still want the players to play. If you get to the point where all these guys are transferring out at the end of the regular season and they're not playing in the bowl games, then yeah, I think fan interest will, will wane. At least the, the diehards like myself. That being said, I want to tell you about two bowl games that are, that are coming up. My KU Jayhawks are playing yep. Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. I wish I could go to that, but I have to work that day on the 28th. Uh, but the, um, uh, the the Arkansas SEC team, of course, they're favored by three. That's a good game to watch. I'm telling you, KU, this is big for them. They care deeply about this bowl, and they are a well-coached team, and their quarterback is healthy now. And so the KU that got to, what, top 10 in the, in the yep. nation, undefeated through the first five games of the season, that team is back. Uh, and so watch out for the KU Jayhawks. The Kansas State Wildcats are playing Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Chris, I looked this game up. Alabama is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. This is this is where you want to bet K-State. I'm telling you, this is your my perfect game that fits every betting analysis I would use because you, the national storyline is Alabama. It's Nick Saban, the greatest college coach of all time. Allegedly. But in reality, exactly. But in reality, I don't think Alabama cares about this. I think nope. for the Alabama players, they're they're checked they're out. They yeah. didn't make the CFP. Their season is a right. loser. They don't care about this bowl game against K-State. Meanwhile, I think K-State is one of the best teams in the entire country. They should have been in the CFP. I've already mentioned on this podcast that with their starting quarterback, Howard, uh-huh. They are undefeated. They have played amazing. Their only losses are when they did not start Howard. They started mm-hmm. Adrian Martinez. I love Adrian Martinez because he played for Nebraska for 17 years, but yeah. he's not the he's not a clutch quarterback. Yeah. And and Howard is. And so I think, you know what? Take K-State to win this game outright, but you get six and a half points for to boot. Now I'm gonna watch that game. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna have to check that game out because you're right. I mean, Alabama's uh, most of the players that are in the bowl games are entering the transfer portal. Yeah, you're seeing a lot of them enter the transfer portal because they really don't. You don't see the CFP teams, right? You don't see anybody no, no. from from you know Georgia or Michigan or Ohio or or uh, TCU doing it. But everybody else is making the jump, and good for them. It's weird. Good it's almost that. like they want to make the jump early to make sure they get their new spot on their new team solidified. Yep. So maybe other players won't go to that team. So you won't have the competition. Yeah. I'm not sure of the rush because there actually is a deadline or to enter your name. In. I say a deadline, a starting gate. So yeah. a- after this Opening point, you time. can enter the transfer portal, right. but there's no ending date. You can transfer next game two of next year if you wanted yeah. to, right? And there's no ending point to that. So you can play in your bowl game and then enter the transfer portal, but they're not doing that for whatever well, reason. Because the bowl game doesn't mean any, like, yay, you're a Citrus Bowl champion this year, or yay, you won the Cheez-Its Bowl. And it's like, no, yay, I'm going to go get that NIL money over at Colorado State. If I could throw this coffee on you from here, I would. That you is, should. That's hogwash. That is the nonsense. Nope. The Bulls are the best thing out there. It's, it's the, They're deluded. It's like the, um, it's like the participation. So, are you, it's the participation trophy of college football. Yay, you made it to a bowl game. Hey, Tulane, or hey, you won the military bowl. <laughs> hey, UC Berkeley, way to fight in the Armed Services Bowl. You're now the yeah. Armed Services Champion, UC Berkeley. 
Let, let, well, let me get one more shot here. So do you like March Madness? Basketball? Oh, I love it. Absolutely love, love it. it. Right. Right. Every game is it, right. so There's one championship. I love it. There's one championship in March Madness, and it's single elimination. It is here's not problem with March 51 Madness, bowl though. games. Right, right. But here's the problem with March Madness. Every team but one ends their season dejected. Good. I'm not talking about NIT winner. Forget about the NIT winner. No, no, no. Everyone else, their season Loses. ends in a, on a sour note. They lost yep. that game. That's how them. college basketball that I love because my KU Jayhawks, they want their defending champions. Right. Uh, I, I, I was there. I love that aspect, but I, I hate the fact that they, they got to end their season, their career on a sour note. Not so in college football. Half the teams get to end their season with a win. Oh, let's just give everybody a participation trophy then. I've good heard piece what you're saying. Yeah, good job, buddy. You get a Cheez-Its Bowl Award. You get <laughs> lifetime Cheez-Its in this like gold-plated Cheez-It box. Do you think they get lifetime Cheez-Its? You know what? I would play in the Cheez-It Bowl. If I, yep, I still have a year of eligibility. I may be 40 years old, but I got one year of eligibility left. Let's go. So you can qualify for the, the Cheez-Its Bowl. Yeah, if I got you know lifetime Cheez-Its, my goodness. If they were to do a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Bowl, dude, no one would back out of that game. Look, All right. Florida State versus Oklahoma is in the Cheez-It Bowl this year. I am sh – and it's taking place at Camping World Stadium. Could we – come on. There you C go. Come on. All right. Hey, a couple more notes here since we're just talking uh, mm -hmm. sports here. Um, the playoff push in the NFL, the playoffs are coming. So I want to yep. just throw a couple ideas by you. And I don't mean – to ruin the rest of your day, uh, Chris. Yeah. I do know that's yeah, a possibility. I got to jump on a plane here, but I don't want to. It's not going to ruin my day, but it might ruin yours. Do you have anything important right after this? I do. I have several meetings with students. Well, you might not want to. You, you can fake that then. We're good. Uh, so <laughs> I'll risk it here. Um, Aaron Rodgers still has a shot to win the Super Bowl this year. Did you realize that? Are you still there? I... Your boy, Aaron Rodgers, who your buddy in high school. I know you guys were like uh, buds back in high school. Uh, he has a shot. As bad as they've been playing this year, they are now on a winning streak. They have won two in a row. They have three games left. If they win out, most experts are saying they are in. I have not done the tiebreaker scenario. I do know there are several teams ahead of them, and they could win out. And this, so they would be ahead of, of um, uh, Green Bay, but whatever. Uh, they have three games left. Miami, Minnesota, and the Lions. Now, all three. So, Miami is going to be an away game. And Miami is struggling right yeah, now. They have lost, they I think, three in a row. I know they played well last week against Buffalo. But still, they still lost. Yeah. And Miami is struggling. So, that's going to be the, the toughest game. Then they have Minnesota. At home in Green Bay, and then Detroit, which I don't know what's going on in Detroit. They are a hot team right now. They are now. a hot team. They are a hot team. But last but I right. checked, they're still the Detroit Lions. So I just, you know what? You have to say that's a winnable game for Green Bay at home just based upon the name itself. So are they are in a battle with Seattle, um, the Lions, the Giants, and Washington. So four teams with them. Five teams are fighting out for the last two wildcard spots. If they win out, they could be in the playoffs. So did I ruin your day? I believe he just ruined Christmas, Joel. That's it. It's off. We're calling it off. 
I am not going to celebrate or be happy or smile until Aaron Rodgers is completely eliminated from the playoffs this year. You know what? That might be next week. So you might be good to go. But I just want to point out there that Aaron Rodgers. Ruined Christmas. Still, and remember who Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers is the regular season king. Yes, he is the postseason flop. I love when people say, oh, he still has a chance to win the. No, he will flop once he gets to the playoffs. We all know that. But in the regular season, he is king. And he's now on a roll. So who knows what is going to happen uh, the rest of the season. Right, one other thought I want to throw out there, which I found interesting, is that if things hold course, first round of the playoffs, you will have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a losing record. They yeah. might be seven and nine entering the postseason. Uh, and no, seven and ten entering the postseason. Seven and, 10, yep. and they will be hosting a playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, wouldn't that that would Who be an interesting game? Four, would it not? Or ten, yeah, ten and four. Yeah, that'd be a very interesting game. Yeah, most likely Dallas has got the number one seed locked up as far as the wild cards. I, right. I think they're um they're the, the top wild card there. So they would play the worst division winner, which also I think Tampa has pretty much got that yeah. locked up as well. 100%. If they win their division with a losing record, they're going to be the worst of the team uh, amongst the division winners. So they will play each other first round. That's going to be a fun game to watch. You know, I remember there was a day when, like, the NFC were, like, the Titans. Like, the NFC Championship game was, like, the Super Bowl, right? Because right. then they'd go play an AFC team, and the game would just kind of be bad. Nowadays, it's like, who, it's like biggest loser. Like, who could have the worst record in the NFC and still make it to the playoffs? Whereas right. AFC East is, like, the Titans of industry right now. I don't know how the Rams won last year. I guess they had the whole, everything just gelled for them at the right, right. time. Right. Uh, but this year, I think the power teams, yeah, are all in the AFC. If well, I were to list them right now, I would go yeah. Cincinnati one, Buffalo two, probably the probably Chiefs Casey. three. Yeah. Before I throw an NFC team in there. Oh, I, long before I throw an AFC team in there. Like, long, long before. Chiefs, Bills, um, Cincy. I would even maybe even throw in um, Miami before I would throw in a, but Miami's kind of dogging it now, but still like, it is what it is, man. Yeah. NFC's kind of gone I down. I like now. Jalen Hurts. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. I loved right. him uh, at Alabama. Mm -hmm. I love, I know that's kind of hard to say. I have for me to actually love an Alabama player, right. but I did love him because he actually won a title for Alabama, then got benched, did not pout, did his job, came back in relief to help win another title for Alabama later on. That shows a lot of character by the kid. He then goes to Oklahoma for a final season, makes it to the college football playoffs there at Oklahoma. I just love the kid. He's a great Good player. Yeah. I just have real concern about anyone who's a running quarterback in the yes. postseason, it's just you get hit way too hard during the postseason. Mm -hmm. So if they're going to run him that many times, you know, you don't, Philadelphia, you don't have to. He's a great passer. Just right. keep him back. Don't run him so much. Keep him healthy, and then maybe you might have a chance. But you know that's not going to happen. They're going to be running him probably fifteen to twenty times during the postseason. It's and Jalen. I mean, quarterbacks have a finite time of how many times they can run the ball before they turn into Steve Young. Yeah. So yeah, you hate you to got, say it, but it yeah. is true. All right, you know yep. what? It is time for us to move on now. Hey, thanks yep. so much for coming on. Have a Merry Christmas and uh yeah, say say Merry Christmas to your dogs for me and give them a rawhide. I don't know. And we <laughs> will see you after the, the holidays. All right, Merry Christmas, Joel. 
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review. We need your love to help us continue highlighting the funnier side of the law. I want to give a special shout-out to our Vice President of Operations, Wendy Oster, without whom this entire operation would be a complete and utter mess. Sean Wynn and 15.5 Features for making me sound way better than I actually do. Brooke Bolin for our marketing efforts. And Ryan Kuhn and Paul Kuhn of Tri- Plicity Marketing for our technical and computer support.